everybody, welcome back. It's Dasha, and I'm here with my handsome husband. J5. We hope you all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know we're a little off schedule, but life happens. So before the year ended, I asked John if he wanted to share his New Year's resolutions on the podcast, and he said... I don't really like New Year's resolutions, so I don't have any. <laughs> Which shocked me. I mean, it didn't shock me because, of course... That's the thing now. That's what all you people say is you don't have New Year's. What do you mean by you people? You people. You know who I'm talking about. You people. It sounds really derogatory. <laughs> you trendsetters. Really offensive. And, uh, what are you if you're not a trendsetter? I'm just me, you know. But, um, yeah, I guess everybody's on that, just on that no resolutions kick. No new year, new me, same old me, right? Okay. But um, I want to know, why do you feel that way? Well, for one, I don't think that's a new thing. I think there's always been people who didn't adopt the New Year's resolution idea, you know? Yeah. Why I feel that way, I've made resolutions in the past, and I feel like I've been that cliche person who doesn't live up to them or follow through with them. You know, I'm like gung-ho um, in the beginning, and then after a month or maybe two months, it's like out the window, and I can't even remember what my resolution was, you know? Do you, so I was about to ask, do you know, what? do you remember what any of them were or you don't know? I don't, yeah. I have no idea. And so that's why I'm like not a fan of them now. I'm just kind of like, let me just do better. You know what I'm saying? Let me be the best me I can be kind of thing. Like, I do think that the new year brings a fresh start. And so I'm all for that. But I don't like to put like the title of resolution on anything, I guess. Okay. Well, did you know that by definition, a resolution is a tradition in which a person resolves to change something or an undesired trait or behavior or accomplish a personal goal? So to say that like you want to be a better you, if you're not really being specific in that, how do you plan on being a better you? How do you know what you need to work on if you haven't like identified what those traits are? Well, throughout the year, I can pick and choose things that I don't necessarily like about myself or um, the things that I'm doing that I want to improve upon. And so it's the same thing to me, but I won't title it a New Year's resolution. I just feel like all year long, I should try to be better, you know, Mm -hmm. be the best me that I can be. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if it's go after my goals harder then go after my goals harder. But I don't think that I need the New Year or the New Year's resolution title to do those things. So your thing is, it's cool to have the goals or the goal or to want to change things, but you don't feel like you should have to wait till the clock strikes midnight to right. really do those things. Exactly. Okay. So that's that's a, that's a interesting, valid point. I could I could rock with that, but it seems like most people are just kind of against it just because they're because it's so popular. Or something like I don't know. They're just trying to go against think, the grain. I think I, I feel like it goes like. both ways. I think people are into it because it's popular too, mm-hmm. not because they truly want to change something about themselves or mm-hmm. they truly want to make a difference in their lives. Or you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if you really want to do those things, you're gonna do them anyway. You're so, gonna go after those throughout the year. Yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, my revelations maybe they always come around the same time. 
which is at the end of the year. That's because <laughs> you're falling for the propaganda is what it is. The New Year's resolution propaganda. Like the last New Year's resolution that I made that I feel like I've actually stuck to and that I do remember was going into 2016, I said that I was going to stop letting my takeover spirit take over mm-hmm. and I was going to be more of a backseat person and I wasn't going to insert myself in situations or give my opinion in places that I wasn't asked for. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been doing that. <laughs> you doing a would, lot you, of, would you say that I have? You've been doing a lot better. But that yes. was a New Year's resolution for me. So yeah, it's, I, it was so, it's just one of those things where I feel like it's just like goal setting. I mean, I get, I'm with you on the fact like if I'm going to do something, why do I need to wait to the new year to do it? But So, I mean, maybe you're missing part of what I'm saying is it's not that I don't believe you should go into the new year with goals or things that you want to accomplish. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that I personally don't like the New Year's resolution umbrella because I think a lot of times the things that are placed under that umbrella are things that people don't really intend on following through with. Hmm. They're just things that people come up with because it's the new year. Gotcha. So I'm all for going into a new year. Like I said, new year is a fresh start. So I'm all for going into it and having goals and things you want to accomplish. That's, you know, cool. I got those things, but I'm not calling them resolutions. Okay. Just because I don't want those those goals that I have to be associated with all the failing resolutions. I don't want to group them together. Like right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's fair enough. You have any goals you want to share? Goals? Uh, my main goal is to level up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking to my friend Tarian, uh, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, about this year and you know resolutions and everything. And he was saying, yeah, this is the year. Me and you going to be millionaires, right? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, that. let's go. You know, So I'm, I'm focused on the level up, trying to make it to that next plateau, mm-hmm. you know? That's the biggest thing for me. Obviously, I want to dive into my new business venture. I want to manage my time and money better. But I think all those things are just things an effort to contribute do. to the level up. Right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I just know for me, I have to be real specific in the things that I say. Otherwise, like you, they don't get accomplished or they don't get done. Mm-hmm. Like I remember in college, all I wanted from graduating was... I wanted to graduate and get a job that made a certain amount of money and had great benefits. That's all I wanted. That's all I asked for. And, you know, a few months after graduating, I did have that, but I hated that job. So mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since then, I'm like, I got to be real specific. Yeah. <laughs> Careful what you ask for. Be, yeah, specific. like super specific. So in, in terms of like being an overall better you or for me, I know for me, it's going to be definitely, I'm going to continue being in the back seat, you know, because I don't know, the view is nice back there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, are you back there long enough to know? I feel like you crawling back and forth. I I go back and forth. I do. I do go back and forth, but only when I feel like the time, like it has to be a situation where I just feel like if I... Just can't help yourself. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's but. fine. I get that. And like I said, I don't have any problem with people having um, New Year's resolutions or calling them that. You know, I'm just not going that route. Yeah. You said the level up. For me, it's it's uh, more so money than the businesses business or businesses themselves. But just getting back on the 
on the right path as far as money goes. And I'm not even going to say that eating and exercising is something that I'm trying to do better or be better at because that's one of those things that I already know. So I'm not calling that a resolution. And that's what I'm talking about. That's one of those things that is constantly put under that New Year's resolution umbrella. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be the year I get in shape or I'm going to get my body back or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or guys, yeah, I'm going to be in the gym. I'm about to get swole. Or, you yeah. know, I just think that's one of those things that gets thrown up under that umbrella that's like, you don't really mean that. Yeah. But like stuff like waking up earlier and just taking like mental breaks. Like today I was like, I didn't bring my computer home. Did you, you know, did you notice? Like I want to start doing more stuff like that. I want to wake up earlier and I don't want to bring work home. I want to be present. I want to be here. Um, I want to start having those hour long conversations where there's no distraction. You know, like these are all the the ways that I can be better as a person specifically. Mm -hmm. And another thing is being a better wife. It's funny because I don't know where you were. You weren't here, but there were, oh, I know this is the night that Jasmine and Jakim and Kiara were over here, but I think some of my bridal shower stuff was still out and they saw the the Jenga blocks mm-hmm. that had like advice on there. Right. And someone had wrote, treat your husband better than you treat yourself. Right. I don't remember who wrote it, but I, that's the one that they read. Like they were going through them and they read that one out loud. And I was like, Oh, that's a good one. I don't, you know, I forgot all about that, but I think that's a good one. And I think that that's something that I could be better at. I think a lot of times I see us maybe as one and <laughs> I treat you the way I treat myself, which <laughs> which is not that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, not to to say that I don't treat myself great for the people that are listening, but I... You don't. You take a back seat to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I take a back seat to everybody. Like, um, what? oh, at the, the New Year's thing that we were at, and I was like, oh, I'll take the cup that's broken. And you looked at me like... Yeah, there's like 20 cups that are, that are not broken. <laughs> Why are you just volunteering <laughs> to take the broken one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So And you were almost disappointed that it seemed to be too broken for you to use. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like <laughs> the bottom was broken and you were trying to like fix it so that you could use the broken one. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like it's not that serious. Like, that is so extreme well, to me. I thought that I thought there was a scarcity of cups. Nah. That's what I thought. If you say so. Well, that goes into my next point, alcohol. I mean, we both agreed that we wanted to be a little bit more sober this year, right? So, yeah, I'm just, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm becoming less and less a fan of that next day. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, my, my business venture because my weekends, since I still do work my regular everyday job, uh, my weekends are the time where I have the most time to dedicate to my own business. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm out partying, now I'm waking up late that Saturday or Sunday, you know, I'm getting a a slow start, not really feeling like doing much, could be hungover, you know, Mm -hmm. and those things are starting to affect what I can do and how I'm feeling when it comes to dedicating time to my dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason why I'm like, yeah, I might just have to dial it back a little bit, which is fine for me. I mean, I was like that, um, Probably for a majority of the time that you've known me, you know, where I kept the alcohol thing dialed back. And people always say, like, even my friends, like, 
don't hardly ever see John drunk. You know, like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, and you said that for a I long time. Probably yeah. count on. Well, I think I'm starting to know now, yeah. but at first, I definitely couldn't tell if you were or weren't. Right, I could probably count on one hand. But that's because I've been, you know, I've been involved in situations in the past that have gotten me in trouble from that. So I did what I felt like was the responsible thing and started to monitor my drinking more and um, not let myself get to that point, Mm -hmm. you know. And so I think I've been a little lax on that lately. And so I'm probably just going, I'm not not saying I'm going to be completely sober, but... I'm probably definitely gonna dial it back to where it was at where I was in that comfortable zone where I could have a couple of drinks, but I ain't got to worry about being hungover the next morning. Yeah, that's I, funny because like for me it's the opposite. You don't like that aftermath, the next day feeling, mm-hmm. but for me, <laughs> I just don't like. I just feel like I be doing the most. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's it's the, it's the aftermath for you too. It's just different reasons. Yeah, so the aftermath for me is like always waking up feeling like, dang, why did I say that? Who did I say what to? Yeah. I, I, you do got the loose lips when it comes to uh, yeah. you know, nights partying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be waking up like, uh, sending apology texts and stuff. Like, I'm just so over that. <laughs> I'm just so How over many it. you have to send out the New Year's? <laughs> None, because I'm over it. But anyway, do you remember when we did vision boards the year that I was unemployed? Yes. That's the last time we did them, right? Yes. yes. First and last time we ever did a vision board. Well, for me, it was the first, first time, time together, I right? ever did a vision board, ever. Right. And it was your idea, and you knew that you know I was going through, I was looking for employment, and I was not having luck, and it was making me down. Mm-hmm. And so we did vision boards. And do you remember everything you had on your vision board? Do I remember everything I had on it? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I can remember some things. Um, I, some stuff. I don't remember everything, but between you and I's vision board that year, which was January 2016, I would say over half the things on that vision board has come to pass. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely think that I want to make that part of our New Year's tradition. I don't know whether if it's a mind thing, if we put stuff on there that... We knew it was achievable. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if it. I don't know. I mean, I don't think if it um, works. Or it may like, be a mind thing. I don't know. My <laughs> mom is real big into vision boards, and that's where I got it from. So as a kid, um, it's funny because back then, most of the stuff that would be on there might just be like some clothes that I liked mm-hmm. <laughs> and some cars. You know, of course, it was always cars for me. And she's always been big on you know putting those things down, putting them on paper, putting them on a vision board. And believing that that helps them come to pass. I don't think it's solely a mind thing, though, because uh, two of the things that were on my board, I remember I had two cars on there. Yeah. <laughs> two different you cars. You got one, yeah. Well, but your I'm getting to that. <laughs> right. So I had a Challenger and I had an Audi A5 on there. And sure enough, I decided to buy the Challenger, but my best friend went and bought the Audi. And even when he bought it, I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I was going to get one of those, mm-hmm. but you got it. So it's like, I got it anyway, you know? <laughs> So, vision boards work. Maybe I need to put a Bentley truck on there this year. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm-mm. You I mean, said you wanted an SUV. I mean, you can, but, you know, there's no time stamp on the vision board. So, yeah, you get your Bentley truck in, like, 20, 30 years. 20, 30 years. There's going to be some <laughs> other truck out by then. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not even crazy about them like that. 
Do you have any idea what you would put on your vision board this year? Have you thought about that yet? I saw you bought the poster boards and I hadn't really thought about what I wanted on mine. It would definitely be centered around your business, money, and just a happier self. Yeah, that's um, good. I don't know if this is just like women or people or if this is just me, but I feel like it's so easy to find the negative and stuff mm-hmm. and so hard to look at the positives. Right. And so that's something that I would like to put on my vision board because I would like to be an overall like more happier person. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm happy, you know, but I think that it's so easy for me to hone in on things that are upsetting that make me. you sad. Yeah. yeah. Versus the things that make me happy. I agree. I think that would be a good one for you. <laughs> I know you like to be specific. Keep in mind that sometimes you'll put things on your vision board and they may come in a different form. You know? Like the job and benefits thing? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like even on mine, uh, one of the things I put on there was, it's, the word said construction and it said men at work. And I remember putting that there because my thought behind it, obviously I work in the construction field, but my thought behind that um, particular section was me starting my own business. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that it was going to be a construction, a construction or electrical business. Yeah. And it actually turned out to be the business that was more related to my passion, you know. Yeah. But the focus was the business part of that. It's getting your own business. Right. That's true. So Good point. Just uh, keep your eyes open. Because <laughs> they may be coming in more ways than you realize, like the things that are on that board. Or something. Mm. The I do was on there. I remember that. Yeah, I remember having like a, like a bride and a groom online. I remember having... It wasn't my specific job title but it said account management online mm-hmm. which is what i do it's not my title but it's what i do right and i remember having the house i think you had a house on yours too i think i did mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to doing the vision boards again what else would i put on it yeah i, I don't know don't Maybe. force it either vision boards are one of those things that um, i have to complete it at once right yeah and you told me that you have time to grow I think last time you were like really eager to fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you were asking me about um, me because I, I think I had paused on mine. And I was like, yeah, I'll find stuff as it comes to me. Because that's how, that's how for yeah. me at least, that's how it's supposed to be, you know, give it room to grow. Disclaimer, John still has his, but I got so upset about being turned down for another job one day that I destroyed mine. Do I still have mine? <laughs> yeah, it's in the closet. Oh, I started tearing stuff off mine, too. So, <laughs> you know, for those of you who've never done vision boards, <laughs> you know, we're not trying to make it sound like, you know, all uh, sunshine and rainbows. I mean, sometimes you get upset because, you know, things aren't going the way that you want them. I remember uh, mine having a lot to do with paying off some debts, and I paid some of them off. Um, I didn't get to all of them, obviously, but that's another thing that's on my, my list for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my quote unquote resolution non-resolution <laughs> yeah um, that's a big one for me this year is uh com- completely being debt free yeah outside of this house because unless I become a millionaire <laughs> this house probably would still be hanging over so we also were gonna do like a year end review for an episode and we didn't get around to it so we just kind of want to highlight some things that we think that stuck out to us from last year 2017 i think was an overall good year for both of us yeah, um, I agree with that. so i definitely want to yeah. definitely want to highlight some some of the good stuff that came out of 2017 i think it was a good year 
for even a lot of my friends, I have a friend that, you know, graduated college. I have a friend that got engaged. I have other friends that bought houses. Like, what were some of your best moments in 2017? Some of my best moments. I think the obvious one is the wedding mm-hmm. or getting married, even if not the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you know, I was a part of an apprenticeship program. And so I had to go to school and work for five years to complete that program. And this past year was the, although it's been a little over a year since I've finished, mm-hmm. going on two now, this past year was the first full calendar year after I had finished. Mm-hmm. So where I got to see kind of the full effect of my new position, you know, with the new raise and all that. Um, didn't have to take any unexpected time off of work. And so that was big for me um, in 2017. Yeah. That was a highlight for me for sure. Outside of that, starting a new business up, I'm really proud of myself just for getting the ball rolling. Yeah. And so even though I'm not, you know, officially doors open yet, there will be a launch this year, 2018. And I've already got most of the things (laughs) in uh, in place for that. So that's big for me. The house, definitely. That one was a little unexpected, even though, like you said, it was on the vision board. Like you said, the vision board don't really have times on it. You know, at least not when I do mine. Yeah. You know, I just kind of put things that I want eventually. I I just I, I enjoyed this year. I enjoyed the time I spent with my friends, the time I spent with you. Um, I enjoyed a lot of good music this year. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. What was your like top three favorite albums from twenty seventeen? Best twenty seventeen albums. I'm gonna go with um, Kendrick Lamar's "Damn." This is no particular order. Kendrick Lamar's "Damn," Drake's "More Life," and I know a lot of people don't like that one as much. Um, but I was feeling the vibe on that. And I know they call it a playlist, not an album, but you know, is what is the one an album? that one dance was on or yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. That one. Um now I'm gonna go with Sahai, the Prince. Um, no dope on Sundays. And that was a, that's a more recent one. That was end of the year, but I uh was more than happy with the way that one closed the year out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure. But I mean there's a lot of other stuff out there too that came out this year that I like. Any honorable mentions? Um, <laughs> I think one of your favorites. I seen you listen to a lot. That Big Crit. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a good one. I mean, that's probably my favorite Big Crit album to date. Um, favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite one. I will tell you why. I tell you why. Big Crit has <laughs> talked about. Well, first of all, he's only had what was this the third album? I don't know. I get them. A lot of them are mixtapes. Yeah. Or whatever. But cat. Catalactica was an album. Was an album, yeah. Right. That was my favorite. I don't know. I mean, Catalactica was really good, too. Yeah. So I, don't I think know. I listened to that one more than I listened to... That may be a tie. I think... Let me rephrase that then as far as my favorite one. I love the energy from this one. True. It was. It had a lot of the things that I like wished he would have done in other projects. And so I was really excited to hear it the first time I heard it. Gotcha. I don't know. Big Crit can do no wrong for me. Like, I think I've liked almost... I can't think... I think I've liked everything from mixtapes to albums that he's put out. I can't really think of nothing right now that sticks out that I didn't like. Right. (laughs) I mean, I I respect that. Um, A lot of honorable mentions, though. Um, Big Sean, I decided. That was a great album. I think that's one of his best. This is going to be funny, but Rich Homie Kwan came out with something this year. I don't know if it's an album. It might be a mixtape, but... Leading up to it, you know, there was this big hype about uh, surrounding the promotion saying, like, he was getting back to the old him, mm-hmm. which, 
you know, I think a lot of people who are from here or, and were fans of his mm-hmm. were like waiting on because they went off on that like weird rich game, him and Young Thug tangent that was just kind of like different. Yeah. From you know what you what you uh, what you be what he started with mm-hmm. or whatever. But anyway, I said all that to say the Back to Basics is a pretty good project. You know, it is Back to Basics. Mm-hmm. It is like true rich homie. I have to. I don't think I've heard that one. I can't even think of a song that you've listened to on it. But. Yeah, but you you started complaining because I listen to so much. You know, I can listen. <laughs> I can listen to um, MGMT. <laughs> yeah, complaining. I mean, I can go all the way from Young Jeezy to MGMT. Like I've got this really broad range mm-hmm. of things that I listen to, mm-hmm. and it's like you with me when I'm listening to all the pop stuff or the conscious music and whatever. But then when I go like off into the <laughs> The weird stuff or the um the the really hood stuff, you looking at me like I'm crazy. So sometimes I just don't play some of it. Oh, okay. As much. Fair enough, thank you. <laughs> Whatever. You gotta broaden your horizons. Uh, I I do broaden my horizons. Your horizons ain't low enough. I like You only um, listening to stuff that's at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, but all the holy rap. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. What do you like about Kendrick Lamar's album? Um, I like the story it told. Oh, like, did you just like it because everybody else liked it? No, or? no, 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 no. I, I'm I'm actually a Kendrick Lamar fan, and I'll take this back to when I first became a fan of Not his. Because people, no, <laughs> I was. Uh, people always tell me I look like Kendrick Lamar. That's what she's getting at. Fun but, fun fact: It doesn't matter where we go. We could be in Smoky Mountains, Tennessee. The bartender is going to say, "Does anybody ever tell you like Kendrick Lamar?" Yeah, so I, I I do get that all the time. Um, I even when, once I started getting it a lot, I told my mom, and she was like, "Whatever, if if anybody, what do you look like? Let me see if anybody know if y'all look alike. It'll be me or whatever." And funny enough, I showed her a picture. She was like, "Oh, y'all do kind of favor." Like my, my mom even said that. Is that what she said? I promise you, I have no reason to lie. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, it's not because I'm like trying to look like him. Like yeah. I really don't. <laughs> You know, I don't care one way or the other. He's an attractive guy. There is, I, and I don't think people look at him that way. But it's not, it doesn't bother me because I'm not out here trying to be the attractive guy. But um, there are some pictures where I see him that I see. I can at least see why people say it. Yeah. You know, whether I think we look alike or not, mm-hmm. I get why people say it. Anyway, you're taking me off topic. Sorry. No, I'm actually a fan of Kendrick Lamar, not just because everybody is back. When I first started my apprenticeship, I had a guy that I worked with who was trying to put me on to him, who was like telling me about him. And I wasn't really listening. You know, I hadn't really heard nothing. I had seen his name around and hadn't listened to whatever. And then Drake came out with an album. Oh, this was like the You Boo Boo, <laughs> that Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Section 80 just came out, I think. I think that but, was before that. But anyway, moving on. But anyway. Yeah, so he was trying to put me on. I hadn't listened to him, though. Then Drake came out with his, um, I think, was that Take Care? I think. And I think after Marvin's Room, Kendrick Lamar had a song on that album. It was just like a verse or two. Drake didn't say anything on it. It was just like randomly at the end of Mar. I think it's Marvin's Room. It's like at the end. It's not even a separate track. Hmm. And so I'm listening to it, and I didn't know who it was. And I was like, man, this is tight, Right. And I went back to work and I was telling that same friend, I was like, yeah, you listen to that Drake? I was like, I don't know who it is, um, but they got this song and I was telling him about it. He was like, that's Kendrick. That's the guy I've been trying to tell you about. And I was like, oh, for real? And so after that, like, I started listening to all his stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've been a fan of his since then. But anyway, why I like um, the Damn Project so much 
is because he continuously surprises me with what he's able to do as far as his albums are concerned. They all three have different feels to them. That's true. And they're all great in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Good Kid, Mad City, you know, I really loved. And I thought he should have got a Grammy for that. But I kid you not, and I know, you know, nobody's probably going to believe me now except those who I said this to before. But when September Butterfly came out and I heard it, what it sounded like sonically, I told people, I said, this is going to be the album that he gets a Grammy for. But he should have got the Grammy for the last one. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just that sonically, September Butterfly is more Grammy worthy than uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, The Damn Project, uh, it tells a story. It's really cool. Um, and I remember hearing him say in an interview that it's like meant to be heard backwards, like playing the songs in reverse, like mm-hmm. from the last song back to the intro or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard him say that, I was I thought that was interesting because I kind of had that feeling like the story was being told in reverse when I listened to the album or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I never listened to it backwards before. But the other day I was searching for a song on there and a deluxe version popped up. And so I clicked on it and I was like, what's the difference between the deluxe and the regular? And on the deluxe version of the album, it's actually the track listing is reversed. So it starts with the last song and the intro is last on the deluxe version. But, so that's why. Interesting. Um, hmm. I would say my top three albums definitely are not as in depth as yours. Who you got? You got um, Lil, Lil Pump, <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> no, that's you. And Lil Somebody Else. That's music. <laughs> that's the music that you listen to, Nah. Um, <laughs> I think for me, when I thought about Lil Yachty, this I question, I know you like Lil Yachty's album. I like like two songs on his, that album. His album's good, y'all. <laughs> it's good. It's got a lot of range. I like Running With The Ghost and uh, yeah. like one other thing, but... The albums that stuck out to me were, of course, Big Crit, like we just talked about, and Sahai High, and Jay-Z's 444. Right. <laughs> Why are you making a face at me? Because I... All right, so, you know, you asked me, like, did I really like Kendrick's album, or did I just like it because everybody likes it? Yes. And so I'm ready to ask you the same thing about this Jay-Z album. Okay, so... Everybody liked Jay-Z's album because they like the gossip that comes with it. They like... Uh, I don't think that's true, but go ahead. Okay, I'll say most of the women that I've talked to that like the album, they first thing they say is, oh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, he cheated, Lemonade, blah, 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 blah. I don't really listen to it like that because, number one, I, I probably only listened to Lemonade once, and I still don't think I've heard it in its whole entirety, but moving on. For me, it's the growth. Of Jay Z, oh yeah, because we, we were talking. You sound like those. the rest of them too, like the really? growth of Jay Z. Well, let okay, me hear remember, what you got to say. Remember first. when we were talking about Gucci Man, and we were talking about like people wanting old Gucci, like kick the girl out the car, Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Where you know, and you were saying people grow up just like we grow up, right? And so for me, it's like okay, big pimp and Jay Z, and now he's talking about. Own a property. <laughs> John's really making things right now. <laughs> it's just funny to me because you don't strike me as the type of person who has like been a Jay Z fan. I didn't say I was a Jay Z fan. I know, I but said you I said liked the album. But to speak on his growth would say that you have you would have had to know him before growth. No, I mean like I know big hits. Um, I'm drawing blanks right now. I can't even think. Well, of it's either. not. Well, this is my opinion on what you're saying. I don't think that you're a fan of it because of his growth. 
I don't think that's what it is. Okay. I think you're a fan of hearing rap about what he's talking about. Yeah. But I don't think it's his growth. Because well, you would like I said, you would have had to be down with him, you know, well before the growth to say that. Okay. True. fair enough. So you're probably making a point. It is that. I do like rap that actually tells stories. What I think of when I think First of a of good all, rapper. Really is ratchet someone, trap rap tells stories too sometimes. You just don't listen to it. You give it a chance. Who am I thinking about right now? Migos. I feel like every song I hear from them or any of them other rappers with dreads, Young Thug, and first of all, the one you that like you, dreads. The one you try to the, talk about them. Now. I like guys with dreads, not rappers. Not rappers with dreads. <laughs> not rappers. With Wale dreads. is a favorite rapper, by the way. Well, yeah, but I like Wale because he can tell a story. He can. Talk about ambitious girls or love in rap form. I think that makes a good rapper. I think if all you can talk about is your chains, your cars, girls, <laughs> sex. That's then all that the Wale talks good, about. That, no, but he does it so romantically. Just because the boy <laughs> acts like he a spoken word poet on every he song. like he is. Well, I'm saying this, that's what he portrays on every song. That doesn't mean, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't have nothing against Wale. I just I think it's funny. Like you're like a a rap snob. I just like rap music that can say something or do something other than rhyme words like chain and rang. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be real disrespectful to the Migos right now. <laughs> the Migos changed the whole game. <laughs> Uh, just like everybody else, don't want to give them their credit. No, don't get me wrong. When it's time to turn up, that's what I'm going to turn on, you know. But so, okay, speaking if I'm of speaking of work, that's not what I want to hear. So. Speaking of that type of rap, <laughs> uh, you asked me about honorable mentions. Two Chains is one of my favorite artists, and Two Chains uh, has been really consistent lately. Mm-hmm. So, Pretty Girls like trap music. That's that's on my honorable mention list. I think Two Chains stays consistent. Has he ever put out anything that disappointed you? Mm, no, not really. Yeah, me neither. So, but that's what I'm saying. But he has that same kind of rap. But I've also heard somebody say it was a um, producer, and I I hate that I can't remember who. I think it was a producer, either a producer or another rapper, and they basically said that they were recording with him one day, and they were just amazed Not at really. how good he was. Hmm. Yeah, and so I think that because he does that kind of chain and ring rap, <laughs> that people. <laughs> but kinda, I like it when two chains. People kind of underestimate his. his <laughs> No, I think 2 Chainz can really rap. And then the other thing regarding Jay-Z's album, I was going to say, I think that he did a good thing with marketing the album and having it where it was only on title because for a lot of people that did get us to go and download and try out title, I'm not going to keep it, but it's not because I didn't like it. It's just because I don't want to pay for it. It's dumb. And I and I know you feel like it's like keeping the rich people richer, right? Is that what you said? Keeping the wealthy China, wealthy. Yeah. Which is crazy to me for someone who has such a respect and love for music and wanted to go on audio production like you. Do you not feel like these artists work hard and that they should be able to keep their money that they're working hard for versus a company like Spotify, not Spotify, but let's take like a record label. They have these artists. These artists are going out and they're singing their ass off and dancing their ass off. Or if they come out with a song that nobody likes, they're getting clowned for it. And the the record label is making money off that, right? And then, like, if you fail, 
then you owe them money, right? If they promoted your album. I don't know how it all works in contractual form. <laughs> I'm not, that's not a world that I, I've ever been involved in. But just like the whole situation with Aaliyah and Missy Elliott's music mm-hmm. and how you can't get your hands on it now. Yeah. Do you not think that it's unfair to artists like that who can't get paid for what they've done? No. Explain. All right. So, so maybe go we got to explain the Leah and Missy situation first. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about it in detail. Apparently, somebody owns the rights to a bunch of different artists' um, music to particular albums or whatever. And from what I understand, because of some of the lawsuits and things that he's tied up in, that he is choosing not to release those things for profit because he would have to give a large sum of that profit away because of the lawsuits. Right. Something to that effect. Which is why you can't find Aaliyah's self-titled album on any music streaming services like Spotify or Tidal or why you can't just go buy it out the store. But anyway. Right. All right. So to go back... Um, you were talking about the artists doing all this work and performing songs and they're the ones people are going to hate if the song is whack and all that. You know, people, not the record companies are not all good. I'm not saying that. But people like to demonize record labels as if they don't do anything. I didn't say that. When I, they, but they do. Well, but in your story, you just told, you made it sound like the artists did all the work and the record labels just got paid for it. That's not true. I think, like, let's say you did audio production, right? Mm-hmm. And you make all these beats, you put your, that was your creative thought that right. came out. That was your handwork. I don't know how to make a beat, but whatever yeah. you did, you put that together. And I'll get paid for it. And you'll get paid for it, but why should they be able to take that from you? And Because without them, it wouldn't have gone anywhere. It would have just been in my at-home bedroom studio. Do you not think that they're rich? Like keeping those rich people rich? But I think that everybody is making their portion in that scenario. Mm-hmm. I think in the whole title scenario is you know is is aimed at the artist keeping more and the labels and other people's streaming platforms and stuff keeping less. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not against the idea of title. I think it would be its purpose would be better served helping new artists. So those who have not already made millions who are trying to come up being able to have some ownership in this. Like, have you ever heard of any like new artists or upcoming artists without a number one hit yet that's part owner and title, that's a member or whatever? Uh no, and that's one of the things that I didn't care for about title. I know one of the things you really like about Spotify is you can find a lot of uh, maybe not underground, but artists that are not really mainstream. You mm-hmm. pretty much can get your hands on anybody you can think of if just about, on Spotify, yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things I like about it too. Yeah, so it's not like I'm not against the idea of it. I just I don't think Jay Z needs more money. <laughs> I don't think Ti needs more money as much as I love Ti. You know what I'm saying? But I just don't think that those people need to be richer. I don't think they need a larger portion of what it is that they're already making. You know, by the same token, I'm not saying that I think the Spotify's and the label execs should get a larger cut of what they already getting from the artists either. I just think the way it's set up now is fine because both parties <laughs> are rich as hell. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's greedy one way or the other to try to, you know, change it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, some of my best moments from 2017, 
I think we we had a few good date nights. We went and saw Mike Posner in concert. We went to yeah, Dion Foles stand up. When we went to see Gary Owen, was that this year or last year? I want to say that was this year. Yeah, we, we saw Gary Owen. He was pretty funny too. I think that was this year. I think that was like January or something. I believe it was this year, yeah. Um, we went on our first trip together, our first vacation. Remember? You don't remember? To the mountains? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, you know, the honeymoon is so fresh, and I didn't know if that's what you was talking about. No. Yeah. No. But you went out the country for the first time? Not technically. But yeah. Outside of the Bahamas? Yes. Okay. That would be correct. <laughs> so, I was glad to be able to pop your travel cherry. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I think you had to rephrase that. <laughs> You get way too much joy out of that little that little statement. <laughs> Whatever. Obviously, getting married, everything that came with that, the bridal shower, the bachelorette party. Yeah, I don't know. Seven seventeen was a good year, like I said. Anything you're looking forward to in 2018? I'm looking forward to just getting better at the things that I'm doing now, and that encompasses a lot. But that's what I'm looking forward to is growth. Yeah. When I can look back on a year and I feel like I've grown, it's always a good thing for me. And lately, that's what it's been. So. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I think I was very honest last year. I think I might, not that I have been dishonest in the past, but I think if I felt something or something was on my mind, I said it, I spoke my thoughts. Oh, I was a little bit more vocal. Um, it worked in my favor in some cases and other cases it didn't, but I hope that in the upcoming years in the future that, I don't know, there can definitely be some wins for everyone involved for you know, being honest. Yeah. A couple of other things, um, best moments of 2017 that I forgot about. They filmed one of our favorite TV shows, or one of, mine, <laughs> oh, yeah. least, one of my favorite TV shows in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool to come home and see that notice on the mailbox. Atlanta. Yeah, and try to, you know, sneak in. Yeah. I don't think I made it. <laughs> John probably, like, drove reverse, drove reverse, drove reverse. Yeah. He's uh, probably in the background doing some sort of, like, jumping jack or, like, a... I was whooping Rico's. <laughs> Make it obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, uh, yeah, I don't think I made the cut, but that was cool. Um, I had something else. Oh, another big thing to me was this podcast, because this was something that was just, like, our brainchild, we went, we got behind it and just kind of pushed it out there, mm-hmm. you know, without any help really, mm-hmm. other than just us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think I'm proud of that. I think that was an accomplishment. So, yeah, well, I wouldn't say without help. I think. Um, do We did it. We got it going without help. We got it going. Obviously, we had guests to come on and help us talk about things, but I'm just talking about... And promote. I think we had a lot of friends promote with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about actually getting it done and finding the equipment we needed, um, sitting down and making time to do it, those things Yeah, is what I'm saying, is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But that is hard, sitting down and making time to do the podcast. With that being said, we're going to take a break in 2018. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's uh, indefinite how long. Hopefully, it won't be more than a month. I was about to say, she makes it sound like it's going to be like, we're never coming back. No, we're definitely coming back because we, we got some ideas that we definitely want to get out there. John told me not to share them. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't, yeah, give them something to wait on. Don't put too much out there. Yeah. You're going to take a break. Somebody else is going to be done recorded it. Recorded it. I used all my ideas, right? <laughs> yeah, funny. but no, we won't be gone for that long. Just taking some time to enjoy and get, get a foundation set for this new year, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we want to start it off right. So... This is definitely not goodbye. You gotta sound so sad. I don't sound sad. Yeah, I'm just did. saying we're gonna take a break. You sound like you're like breaking news to somebody. Like, no, oh, I, I'm yeah, slightly yeah. worried that our break will be uh, will not be a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Dasha doesn't come back, y'all, I'll be back in my own <laughs> podcast. You know, and I'm sure you'll love it even more. Yeah. If my friends get their act together, um, what lies in the den? What lies soon. in the den will be coming soon. Yeah, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? But anyway, on that note, any final words, final thoughts? Um, I just want to thank everybody for rocking with us through this first season. You know, we'll be back shortly. Y'all just wait on this like power and insecure and everything else that y'all wait on to come back. <laughs> <laughs> when does power come back? Anybody know? Let us know because we we're trying to watch it. So. Alright, well, I'm Dasha. I'm J5. And we are Tripping Tripping Over the Broom. Broom. Thank you for checking out Tripping Over the Broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tripping Over the Broom and Twitter at T-O-B underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping Tripping Over the the broom. Broom.